Hello and welcome to the Shorenstein Centre Media and Politics Podcast. On this episode, we speak with Joanna Dunaway, Associate Professor of Communication at Texas A&M University and a Spring 2016 Joan Shorenstein Fellow. She talks about her new research paper, Mobile vs. Computer, Implications for News Audiences and Outlets, which you can read in full at shorensteincenter.org. The paper examines how mobile technology, despite expanding internet access, is also contributing to a digital divide in news consumption. The paper outlines how mobile devices are less conducive to the consumption of news and desktop computers for a variety of reasons, and why this presents a challenge both for the news industry and for an informed citizenry. We begin with Joanna introducing the key themes of her new research paper. So my project tries to um, kind of explain a lot of the information consequences that might come about due to the fact that so many people are starting to rely on their mobile devices for internet connectivity, specifically with respect to what that means for news consumption, or I should probably say online news consumption. So people have been utilizing the online environment for news media consumption for a long time, right? We know that people um, have kind of viewed the arrival and proliferation of the internet as a way to expand the number of ways people can seek out and access information. It's part of this whole dilemma of media fragmentation, which um, has kind of dual consequences. One is that people have more channels through which they can find news and information. The other is that they might use those channels to self-select into partisan news. Well, in a way, the mobile environment is kind of an extension of those dilemmas um, or those benefits and those dilemmas in that it kind of extends this amount of choice we have all the time through media fragmentation to our pocketbooks and our fingertips. We can at any time access um, news and information through these devices. As a result, and as a result of the fact that projections suggest that more than 70% of all online behavior will soon be taking place through mobile devices. As a result of all this, um, I have been thinking about whether this is gonna have big information consequences for how much news people seek out and um, how well they pay attention to the news and engage with the news when they're on these devices. And so the purpose of this project was kind of just to lay out those arguments and to say, hey, there's a big and growing group of people that only access the internet through their phones. This means that they need the internet for all sorts of things and they may not have time or the inclination to seek out news online if their only online access is through their phone. And even if people are just heavily mobile reliant, will this in fact curb news and information seeking online? And so it's just kind of previewing and laying out some of the possible consequences of this massive looming shift to mobile. Joanna then explained why she chose to study this topic during her time at the Shorenstein Center. A bunch of people have been interested in a lot of the kind of layers of technological change we've experienced in recent years and what that means for kind of news and information consequences. But a whole lot of people have focused very narrowly on these questions of partisan selective exposure, media bias, and if people get in, are becoming more polarized because they self-isolate into these kind of information echo chambers. I'm worried about a different consequence, which is in an already low political knowledge and low 
civically engaged society, such as here in the U.S., what does it mean if people might be even less likely to seek out and um, pay attention to news content carefully because we're all on these mobile devices? People already, um, very few people use the internet for news and information seeking, despite the fact that everyone argues, oh, the fragmented media environment means everyone's going to go to Fox or MSNBC. My view is, God, I hope so, because what I'm more worried about is that they're not going to any news sites at all. Um, one of the f fellows from last year, Matt Heineman, does a lot of work showing a lot of these same things in the sense that he demonstrates how little web traffic actually goes to online news. Um, it really ends up that most online um, activities are entertainment oriented or something else. They're about work or going to the bank or um, shopping, you know, Amazon, Audible, these kinds of things, rather than actual news seeking. So I thought it was just important to understand if some of these problems are going to get even worse in a mobile environment relative to the sort of traditional online environment through computers. Joanna then talks more about the limitations of mobile devices for news consumption. So what I argue in the paper is that it's especially important to focus on people who are sort of fo forced to use their mobile device as their primary source of the internet. Because if you think about it, think about all the different things that the internet is required for now. We have to have internet, we have to have email, we fill out forms online to get health care, to, um, to sign up for a bank account, I mean, to enroll in auto pay, to do all these things. You have to be able to go online. At the end of the day, if your mobile device is the only way you've been able to do it and you've had to use your phone and your valuable plan minutes nine or ten times to do these other things, are you really going to still have this sort of cognitive energy and interest in clicking through a bunch of news stories for your leisure time? Odds are, you know, maybe not, or at least you're probably less likely. The other thing is a lot of research that's looked at some of these things from other areas, some of the computer um, and uh, communication technology literature has kind of just looked at these specific features and um, aspects of the online environment that curb attention. And we already know that screen size matters, for example. We know that when screen sizes are bigger, people spend longer in news applications or in just any kind of application. They spend longer with content and they're more likely to download data. Um, in the news world, we call that engagement. So we already have some clues. We also know that um, the biggest predictor of whether you seek news online is whether you have a home high-speed internet connection and a regular computer. So take those two things away. Since that's the biggest predictor, it already might mean that you might not be as likely. Um, there are a, There is a small subset of people who are so keenly interested in news that they're always going to seek out news. If they only have a mobile device, that's not going to stop them. But we know from years of evidence that that's a pretty small fraction of people. So the sort of super high news interested class of folks is just a smaller group of people. And that's why um, when you look at um, and I show some of this in the paper, when you look at data on website visitation, you can see that the time spent in news stories is actually pretty high among those who are using news, app, news applications. Um, but for those who just arrive at a story because Facebook ref referred them, they clicked a link or whatever, 
attention is fleeting. They only stay for 30 seconds or a minute or so. So it really depends if you're one of those very few who's so interested in news that you download or pay for an app, then sure, you're going to spend time and you're going to be engaged. But for everyone else who sort of gets there incidentally through Facebook referrals or something else, time is, is much and attention are much more fleeting on these devices. We asked Joanna what were the biggest challenges she encountered during her research. The biggest challenge might have been trying to figure out how to best look at the web patterns and the patterns in that data. Um, because it, first, I wasn't quite sure about some of the metrics that they use, and I wasn't sure whether or not I should separate out looking at, at applications, um, especially in the mobile environment. I wasn't sure should I keep apps and mobile browsers separate and analyze those as two separate things. Or should I look at them together in, in order to provide a, a more um, sort of even comparison across computers and the mobile environment? But as it turns out, behavior is so vastly different through web, web browsers relative to through apps that you kind of have to separate them out. But I had to do a little bit of exploring and sort of thinking about, you know, how, how best to, um, I think, accurately come to the right conclusions using those data. Finally, Joanna spoke about what she hopes will be the key takeaways from her paper. I think the biggest takeaways or the most important takeaways are one, that um, there are a lot of reasons to think that um, attention and engagement are going to be lower on these devices. Um, I think also people should be paying attention to the fact that mobile-only users are a growing class of users and that just broadly speaking, a ton of online behavior is about to only be happening through these kinds of devices um, and that there just might be information consequences. There are also two other important things. One is that the, the heavy reliance or mobile-only reliance is disproportionately across socioeconomic groups, racial and ethnic groups. So we see Latinos and African Americans are already more likely to rely more heavily on those devices. So we may already be seeing information inequities as a result of those patterns that break across, um, for example, income or race and ethnicity. Those are cleavages that we don't want to make worse with information divides. Even in sort of education policy, thinking about education policy or governance decisions such as the decision to stop funding having free internet access through PCs and libraries, um, those are really important things because a lot of the research that I've looked at and that I talk about in the paper shows that some tasks are just much harder on mobile devices. So even getting away from the news question, filling out forms, completing homework, doing research for school, it's really much more useful to have a computer that's wired to high-speed internet. Um, if policy decisions start taking away those free resources for the public who need them, that's, that's a big problem for um, a whole nother sort of set of reasons. Also, a lot of schools now are requiring that kids purchase tablets instead of purchase laptops or computers. It's not going to be the same thing educationally. It's not going to be as easy to complete a lot of different education-related tasks. So I would also, I think we need to keep an eye on sort of reaction-based policy or policies that are reacting to how great the mobile environment is, there's no doubt it's vastly improved. The wireless connections, the screen sizes, the resolutions, but it's still not the same thing um, in terms of utility and functionality for a lot of what I call in the paper resource-intensive tasks.
You can read Joanna Dunaway's full paper by visiting shorensteincenter.org and clicking on Research. Thanks for listening to the Shorenstein Center Media and Politics Podcast. Music provided by extrememusic.com.